Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here in StreamYard, gentlemen, it is hat day, because when you're living that quarantine life, sometimes... The hair just isn't looking the best. Bobby, I know you can uh, understand what I'm talking about. You are a man who loves hats. And I've seen you in person, Josh. I think I was wearing this exact outfit when you did. I don't think I've changed since then. About 24 hours ago. (laughs) I have not changed in the past 24 hours. Addy's usually rocking a hat when he comes into the Sode Shack. So, Mm -hmm. Addy, nothing's changed for you. No. Big hat boy, always. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can't wear them to work, you know. Uh so yeah, I, I usually whenever I'm off the clock, you're gonna see your boy with the hat on. That's right. You have one in your car. Looking looking sick as hell, dude. Always, dude. <laughs> do you do you have a couple like in your car ready to go? Yeah, I've got uh I got about uh twenty to twenty five MAGA hats. <laughs> you just rotate them out. Yeah. You just work up a good sweat in each one and then just uh burn it. Yeah, it's right. Love that beer, Josh. Thank you. This is this is like two days of not shaving. I can't grow a beard. I've tried. Allie's actually encouraged me to grow a beard, so it wasn't like I was fighting her on it. But it just comes in real patchy and real blonde and real red. I guess that's my Irish ancestry coming through. But um, yeah, I can't do a beard. I wish I could. Love to have a beard, Mm -hmm. Uh, but no, just can't make it happen. Addie, I have to ask because I'm curious. How many hats would you say you have in your collection? Uh, you know, let's say that uh, that I wear, you know, on a regular basis. I probably got like four or five in rotation. All right, all right. That's uh, I thought. How many hats do you say you would own that you wouldn't oh. throw that you wouldn't throw out if you had like a spring cleaning? I have a hard time throwing out hats. You know, I got Ever. them all in a container somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, even like one from like when I was playing baseball growing up. Like I probably still have those hats somewhere. Um, I don't know, probably at least 50, wow. 50 to, at least wow. like, easy. Bobby, yeah. what about you? How many hats you rocking? I'm right in there. You know, I'm in that 40 wow. to 50 range and the, uh, yeah. the kids have started wearing mine, which is cool. You know, I'll see them. I get home from work and they're running <laughs> around in my hats. I'm like, that's cool. But you know, that's a nice one. We need to, we need to put that one back up. Let's swap Careful that one the- for one that I had in little league in fifth grade. Um, seriously yeah i'd say i have probably like 20 but see i would and i wear most of mine too i have a few that are like keepsake hat but uh hats but most most of the ones i have i've bought recently because i threw away a lot of the old ones um and i get hats as souvenirs so if i go visit somewhere especially like a college town i'll stop in the university bookstore and pick up a hat from there so i have one from the university of texas that's like burnt orange with the uh longhorn on there and all the time no matter in random states not just texas i'll get stopped and people will yell right in your face hook them horns and it literally scares the out of me every time because i mean you're just walking down the street and all of a sudden somebody's yelling in your face you think you're getting assaulted so yeah. uh don't wear adam, hats with college logos is what i've learned adam hit him with a uh, mcconaughey hook him horns 
Hey, hook them horns! <laughs> Did you ever see um, the more recent commercial he has where he's out ice fishing, Addy? I know, I think last time we talked, you hadn't seen this one yet. No, I still haven't done the uh, <laughs> binge. <laughs> yeah, the McConaughey bench. Now's the perfect time, man. Like regular TV is about to go kaput uh, here in a couple months once the content uh, pipeline dries up. So I'm not getting to enjoy any of it, man. I'm having to still report and go in. I don't, you know, everyone's getting to catch up on all these shows. I'm still having to, you know, slump down to the office every day. <laughs> Would you be watching shows though if you were at home? Wouldn't you just be like playing like NBA 2K and. Uh, looking at your hat collection. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be uh, sh- shopping online for more hats. That's true. <laughs> Just a big hat yeah. guy. All right, fellas. Well, I love this hat talk, but let's uh, let's do some IDP talk. We've got an awesome episode lined up for you all. We're going to be looking at one of our most popular episodes here recently was the buy sell hold we did a while back of 64 players. So we're not going to hit quite that many this time, but we are going to update, uh, do a a temperature check, if you will, on some of the guys we talked about for the last buy sell hold segment. We're also going to throw in some new guys whose situations, um, a lot of their situations have changed since we last came to you all with this kind of segment. Uh, We're going to talk about rookie draft picks, where we see the values of those right now. And then we're going to wrap up the series we've been doing with the 2019 rookie draft review, where we look at the rookie draft uh, picks from our RSO league. And guys, I know you'll love this because uh, this is the year that we had the random glitch in RSO where the draft order was totally screwed up. And so we had to communicate over Slack to figure out who was picking who and then make uh, like a thousand trades after the draft was over in order for everyone to get all their players. So imagine, imagine if that had been our first year as a league, I think the whole thing would have just ground to a halt right there. Yeah, I agree. That was a mess. Um, so is it going to be an order tonight? Were you able to? The order is correct of the players drafted. The teams who drafted them is totally screwed up. Mm-hmm. So right. I think uh, a, an original draft order, I think, Bobby, you had one at one point where you wrote down the the correct teams in the order yeah. that the picks were made. But uh, yeah, on RSO, it's still going to be screwed up in terms of the teams, but the players are right. So we're going to see uh, where the players went in the rookie draft. And if they have been at least in their first year in the NFL, were they a hit a meh or a bust for you? So uh, look forward to that. But gentlemen, let's start off with some buy, sell, hold. If there's one thing that fantasy football Twitter loves, it's a little BSH. Bobby, you were nice enough to get in the dock tonight and uh, lead the charge in uh, setting up these players for us. So I'm going to let you drive the bus. Uh, I believe this is the second episode in a row that we're going to be Bobby-centric, and I'm liking it because I get to mm. just hang hang back and uh, do less prep and do less talking. So that's that's good for everyone. Sure. So love, let's – let's, That's right. You You were a bus driver at one point in your life, I believe. Multiple times, Josh. <laughs> Multiple times. All right, Bobby, we'll kick us off. Who's the first guy we're talking about here? First quarterback we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a little offense, and then we'll talk about some uh, some IDP. And these were the ones from the episode. I don't know what number it was, but it was from February 4th, um, which I think was right post-Super Bowl. 
Um, we had talked about Super Bowl and everything and then got into a little buy-sell hold. But the first quarterback we're going to talk about, Kyler Murray, uh, now with the addition of Nuke Hopkins. Buy, sell, or hold Kyler Murray. Addy, I'm going to let you kick this one off. You have been the Kyler stan this offseason, so I'm assuming that you are buying Kyler big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to see the, uh, you know, we'll see a Lamar-type leap this year from Kyler. Uh, truly believe that. I think he's the the QB3, uh, especially after the uh, DeAndre Hopkins trade. Um, yeah, I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> Well, do you in a redraft type league, are you going to be willing to pay that high draft cost? Because he's probably going to go pretty early. Or do you think you'll reach for him of there that, or, or just wait and go quarterback later? That's a great point there. Um, yeah, when I when I say I'm I'm loving Kyler, it's it's in like super flex, you know, super flex type leagues. Um I'm not going to pay up in one quarterback leagues. I'm just not. I mean, I, I love I love Kyler. I would love for him to be my quarterback, but I'm typically not in a situation like that just because I, t- I tend to wait on quarterbacks and redraft. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big-time buy for me, but the context, again, is important. Like, uh, like the um, Unreal Tournament League that we did, you know, that's a situation with a dynasty startup super flex league where – Kyler could absolutely go back of the first beginning of the second. And I don't think anyone would bat an eyelash uh, yeah. in that context. He's, he's extremely mid-first. valuable. Is he really he's now going about mid first now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. I mean, I think that evaluation is fine. Um, you know, I could even see maybe a crazy world where he could jump a Lamar. I don't think he would jump on Mahomes ever, but I think there's an argument for him to be QB two, maybe uh, Lamar is great, but is very, you know, run dependent, you know, and Kyler now has nuke. So, oh my goodness. But I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. I actually made an offer today for Kyler. Um, Adam made a little trade today with a guy who owned Kyler. And I was like, you know, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot from the hip for a minute and see what happens. So oh, offered, you wanted in on the action, getting a little <laughs> jealous. This guy, that itch. He was getting that itch. This guy likes some future picks and these are future picks, but I offered a 2022 first. A 2022 second and a 2021 second for Kyler, which I was kind of still shooting low. I probably would have offered a little bit more. Um, the guy was like, you know, it's a fair evaluation, but just not somebody I'm really looking to move right now. So it did suck. I would love to have a guy like Kyler, Mahomes, Lamar, even Deshaun. I've kind of sniffed around at Deshaun a little bit here lately, too. I think Deshaun is a fine buy right now, but Kyler's a great buy if you can buy him, but it's going to cost you so much money in a, in a dynasty league. Well, Bobby, what uh, would you be willing to part with one of those 2020 first round picks to get Mr. Kyler? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to really think hard about that. I love my, I love my setup right now for the first. I've I've moved the first that I wanted to move. We'll Which talk was what? about that. The 109 and the 110. So I still have the 101, the 103, the 106. Six and the one oh seven. Okay. See, I thought you still had one of those late picks. I would give one ten for Kyler. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, I would too. If I had still had it, I would have. But those were gone in the Drake and um, Mark Andrews trade. So yeah. Anyways, I think, yeah. 
Because I think I moved with Zach a couple years ago. I think I either gave, and I'm pretty sure it was 111 for for Patrick Mahomes. Um, wow. So, and that was before obviously he had uh, started his second season. Mm-hmm. So he hadn't had the Mahomes. He'd had the one game, uh, you know, at the end of the season, his rookie year against Denver that he flashed, but nobody knew he was going to be the MVP of the league at that point. So mm-hmm. curious. Yeah, and we'll talk about Murray. Are you going to say something else? No, I'm just, I'll be curious if Kyler Murray's on the move here later this week in XFFL. He won't be. Sam's basically said that's his long-term guy, which he needs to be. He's also got Rodgers, which he's basically begging me to to give him a second or something for it, not with that contract. But then he's got uh, the Jets uh, quarterback as well. So he's kind of set for a while, honestly. But anyways, yeah, bye, Kyler. I think he's going to be great. Let's get to the next one. Dwayne Haskins, buy, sell, hold, Josh. Um. I'm definitely not buying him just because I really don't know. I can't say for certain that he's going to be the starting quarterback come the beginning of the 2020 season with them sitting there at the number two overall pick. I mean, I would not be shocked if they took a Tua or a Herbert or somebody there in that spot or even traded back to like number five, you know, if the Dolphins wanted to move up and get Tua. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, no, I can't say with confidence that or they could bring in a, 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 you know, a a veteran to compete with Haskins, somebody like Cam Newton or an Andy Dalton. And if that happens, I just don't know if Haskins can hold that guy off. And suddenly all the value you had in Haskins is gone. Unless you have him in like a dynasty league is like your fifth quarterback or something. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe, maybe I'm holding them. I don't know if I'm selling him right now because I don't think he has much value. So probably a hold. Yeah, pretty much my exact thoughts. I'm not buying him. You're not going to be able to sell him for much. Might as well just hope that he he does well this year. Mm-hmm. I think that he is. I think it's likely that he gets the starting job. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to give him a chance, but you know, if he does well early on, I'd cash out then probably. Yeah, I think his college career bought him, you know, enough time uh, to give himself a real starting, you know, job opportunity for a little while. But you know, now you've got Ron Rivera there. You've got Kyle Allen sitting right behind him. Haskins can't be sitting too easy right now. He's got to be a little bit weary about that. But, um, you know, some exciting, you know, players kind of surrounding him, I think, this year. I think the Redskins could be – they're not going to be good, I don't think, but they could be a fun team to watch. So, yeah, Haskins, you're probably right. Probably just a hold. You can't really do anything with him right now. Um, Let's get into the running back talk. So, we talked about this guy last time. Quite a bit has changed. So, buy, sell, hold. Daryl Henderson, a first-round rookie draft pick in 2019, like we'll talk about here in a little while. Addy, I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, I'm buying. I mean, you know, it's going to be him or Malcolm Brown, and and maybe they add a piece in the draft. Uh, It's probably likely they add someone late. I know they don't have a ton of draft picks. and Do they even have a first, Bobby? They don't have any first. Um, I think now with the Cooks trade, I think they have two seconds, and I think I've seen where they have two thirds. I could be wrong there, but a couple middle rounds. They've really got other stuff to address other than offense. I mean, they're going to have to probably do the best with, you know, what they have right now, Mm -hmm. which is still – they still got some talent. I mean, I like, you know, Higby. I like Woods. I like Cup. Um, and then, yes, I like Henderson. I think Henderson's going to be the guy that maybe catches more balls. I think he could be really useful in PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing him go around, you know, seven and eight, uh, round seven and eight, and like in the startups, that's what I noticed in that. And that's super flex, you yeah. know, tight end premium. So, I mean, P- 
people have a high opinion of him right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's, I think that's warranted. I think, you know, he, he's going to be in a great spot next year. Mm-hmm. I think what you just said there, Addy, is the reason I'm selling him because there's a lot of hype, a lot of buzz, especially in the wake of Todd Gurley's departure. And I'm just not sure. I think the team really likes Malcolm Brown. They bought, they brought him back after the Lions signed him to an offer sheet. And um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to use one of those second or third round picks on a running back. So then you're talking about a three headed monster in the backfield with a guy that you know had some opportunity, looked okay, Bobby. I mean, you can speak more to this. I don't think set the world on fire as far as his performance in 2019, but there is a lot of buzz. So I'm, I'm trying to sell high on Henderson right now. Um. I would go buy as many Daryl Henderson shares as I can right now. I think he showed enough burst last year. I think he showed enough quickness. Um, I think the key for really him, and then we'll talk about Brown here in a little while, but it's going to be the offensive line. If they can get a little bit of O-line help, their O-line was so bad last year. Even Whitworth looked bad, and he actually got re-signed again this year as well. But Henderson's going to be good. It sucked for Henderson and for Brown because Gurley was getting paid so much money. That was clearly the guy who was going to get the touches. Um, and yeah, Henderson's going to cost a whole lot. Buy him if you can. Um, you know, he was a third round NFL pick, so it's not, it's kind of some decent draft capital, but I mean, it's not like it was a first or second rounder. So anyways, yeah. Henderson. Yeah. I'd feel a lot better about him if he had been a first or even a early second round pick, but thirds where you start getting it to kind of that point where it's like, you know, third but round, they did trade up, they did trade up to get him. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so that's something. The other it thing is. about Henderson, too, to think about is um, that's going to be a difficult division this year, and I think the Rams are going to be playing from behind a lot, which in that case you're going to be seeing a lot of Hendo and not so much Malcolm Brown. Um, you know, there could be some shootouts this year in that division with Arizona and San Francisco and even freaking Seattle for that, you know, matter. But anyways, yeah. not too much Hendo that's- that's the worst team in the division now. So they're they're going to be losing some games. They're going to be mm-hmm. playing from behind because that defense has also lost some key pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bobby. Sorry, I don't like it. Uh, no. You know, one but, year first to worst. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah, but that's what happens when you pay people. All right, let's get to these next couple. Uh, running back Kenyon Drake, uh, a Arizona Cardinal, and I think recent news maybe today looking at extending not only him but also Nuke. So, buy, sell, hold, Kenyon Drake. This is easy. Buy Kenyon Drake. He's going to be a top 12 running back if he stays healthy. I love the Arizona offense. We're going to talk about some more Arizona Cardinals here in just a little bit. I'm buying every single piece that I can right now. This is, in my mind, a team that is poised to make a Ravens or Chiefs-like leap into one of the top five offenses in the league. So, yes, I'm buying Kenyon Drake. I think the Cardinals love Drake. They let David Johnson go. Well, can't blame him there, but still, they clearly are saying Drake is our guy. Uh, they said it at the end of last season, and everything they've done this offseason has said it. So, yes, by Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I don't think this is the time to sell Drake just because I think once the season starts, he's just going to continue to gain value every single week because mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really good this year. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're rebuilding, he's probably a sell. I mean, if you can get, you know, maybe two first. Um, I, I would think about selling him, but, uh, but yeah, if you're a contender, yeah, I want Drake. He's going to be, I think he's going to be a top 10 back this year. And Bobby, I think we know where you stand <laughs> since you went and acquired Mr. Drake. 
You do? Uh, some kids are near the door, so I don't know how loud this is going to get. But, uh, yeah, so I actually tweeted today. Um, he spent half the year in Arizona. If you kind of you know expand that over 16 games with Arizona, he was on pace for 250 carries, uh, 1,300 yards, 1,600 – or 1,600 – 16 rushing touchdowns, 50 receptions, and 340 uh, receiving yards. Obviously. Wow. I don't think it gets to be quite that because I think they're probably going to use Chase Edmonds a little bit this year. Um, but, oh, my gosh, man, what a fun back to have in that offense. I'm really jealous as a Rams fan. But, yeah, go by Kenyon Drake. I think that's a pretty easy one. Let's get to the next one here, a little bit more difficult. So, running back Derrick Henry received the franchise tag here from the Titans. Vicel Hold, the big back in Tennessee. Yeah. So, Eddie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it for me, this honestly depends a lot on how his NFL contract situation plays out. I think if he is going to be on the franchise tag, um, I am looking to acquire him in redraft leagues because I think they're going to run him into the ground, a la Demarco Murray, and he's going to get just a ton of usage before they let him hit the open market next season. If they sign him to a long term deal. I'm a little less interested just because I think that means they're going to ease off the throttle a little bit potentially. But yeah, Henry, I think, had the best season he's ever going to have in his career. And I'm not trying to pay up for that repeat performance, which is highly unlikely. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the Tennessee Titans offense was insanely efficient in the red zone. I know the ballers have been talking about this, like of 27 red zone opportunities, they kicked one field goal or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it was mm-hmm. absolutely insane how good they were down there. And that's just not going to happen again. So yeah, naturally yeah. scoring for all of their fantasy guys is going to come down just because they're going to be kicking more field goals. So, um yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry's a guy that I wouldn't mind having, but I'm not going to pay up trying to get that repeat performance from 2019. Yeah, it's important to remember all these buy, sell, hold questions. It, it, it depends on where you are, uh, you know, as a team in, mm-hmm. in your dynasty leagues. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm selling Henry. I just think people are, you know, people really value him right now. People really like him. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've, I don't know that he'll ever be better, you know, than he's been. Um, so yeah, and he and he's coming off that historic run. I mean, it's just it's it's a good time to sell. Yeah, the Titans are going to draft a running back. Deion Lewis now is a free agent. Um, last yep. year he had three hundred and three carries for fifteen hundred and forty yards and sixteen touchdowns. Uh, he is also six three two forty seven, and he's twenty six years old. You know, a body that big is not meant to carry, you know, those shoulders for too many years. You know, and I, I agree with you. They were super, super efficient last year. Tannehill is a huge upgrade for Mariota. I think that team will compete, obviously, again this year in what I think is still a weak AFC South. Um, but, yeah, you know, no Jack Conklin. You know, he's now with the Browns, so that's something to, you know, maybe take into consideration too, but sell all the Derrick Henry that you can. Um, let's get to the next one. I know Adam probably has a little bit to say about these next two wide receivers. Uh, the new uh, toy for Tom Brady, a wide receiver in Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin, buy, sell, or hold? Um, I, It's going to be tough. I mean, I think – do you all think Godwin's value has gone up since Tom Brady came in? 
No, I don't think so. Um, but it hasn't dropped off too much either. I mean, Godwin was being selected like late first, even like even as early as like 108, 109. Mm-hmm. But once all this, once the trade happened, I've noticed he's been like mid second. That's and interesting. Even Evans, Evans is taking the bigger hit. Evans is going like, gosh, like mid third, like late third. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, people w- are extrapolating like, you know, Tom Brady doesn't throw a good deep ball anymore. Mike Evans is kind of more of a deep receiver. Um, and did, did, am I remembering correctly? Godwin played more in the slot last year. Um, yes. so, so he could be sort of like that Julian Edelman type role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, who cares that Tom Brady doesn't throw the deep ball that well anymore? Mike Evans is usually like, you know, three steps behind the defender. Like it, he doesn't have to throw that great of a deep ball. Like, he'll be fine. Just throw it up, Tom. Like you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like I don't know. I don't think that Mike Evans is going to be as bad as everyone's. You know, panning. What if Mike Evans goes out and puts up like fifteen, you know, touchdowns this year? I don't think anybody would be surprised. I think. Brady was not good last year. I think he was pretty middle of the road just in terms of not necessarily fantasy performance, but just like actual NFL performance. Mm -hmm. So is that just like a lack of weapons? Is that just like a bad offensive scheme fit? Will he do better under Bruce Arians? Will he do better with all of these new weapons? It's the first year in the system. So maybe there's some speed bumps, but I I have to think he's going to play better than he did in 2019 in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't have a deep ball. Well, who who has he had? Who has he had to throw a deep ball to? Josh Gordon. That was his best deep ball he's had since Moss. Adam, he had Antonio Brown for a game last year. That's true. <laughs> he had Philip Dorsett and Muhammad Sanu. I'll have you know. Yep. I think That's what, right. what you're saying is right, Josh. I don't think he's had anybody for a while. You know, you think of even Antonio Brown in one game had like five catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown in like no time with the offense you know, whatever type of frostbite on his feet or whatever, um, you know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let me ask you this question. So you can have Godwin in the middle of the second or Evans in the middle of the third. What would you rather have? I want Evans. Yeah, I think I do too. Yeah. I'm just going to go – I'm going to go elsewhere. I mean, I like Godwin, but um, I don't know. I I don't – There's second is nice. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. nice, nice guys in the second. So yeah. I say probably hold Godwin right now. He's going to cost too much to buy. And I think his value has dipped just enough where you're not selling at the highest point that you possibly could. Adam's right. Yeah. Go buy Mike Evans. There's And really, you know, there's no point to sell Godwin right now because mm-hmm. even though he has Brady there who's older, he's only going to be there for two years. Sure. So, I mean, this quarterback situation isn't going to last forever. They could bring someone younger in. I mean mm-hmm. – don't get too caught up in that stuff. Those those situations change quickly. Let's talk about a situation that recently changed. So the new wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, Adam's very own Stefan Diggs. Addy, buy, sell, or hold. <laughs> oh man. Um, you know, I'll probably be buying. I think I think a lot of people are gonna be a little scared off. Um about the the landing spot. We know what we everyone any 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 chance that they get uh, an opportunity to dump on Josh Allen, you know, everyone loves that. Um, so I mean, people, you know, people are hating on the landing spot, but we saw John Brown have his best year he's ever had. Um, so I mean, similar type receivers, 
Stefan Diggs is even better than him. Um, I don't know. I, I think it could be okay. I think I don't think like I don't think like ninety catches, twelve hundred yards, seven to eight touchdowns. I don't think that's you know out of the question. Um, I'm fine buying him right now because I don't think he's going to cost that much. Because I think people are hesitant a- about the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is league specific because I could absolutely see if the dig zoner is down on the landing spot, swoop in there and get him for like a high second round pick or something. Um, but yeah. if I'm in a league where I own digs and you've got some people really pumped up that want to give me like a first or two first for Stefan Diggs, Yeah, I'm selling digs. So, cause it's one of those yeah. things where I agree that I think, um, his situation, probably it was more of a lateral move than like a downgrade. I love, yeah. uh, Josh Allen as a fantasy quarterback because of his rushing upside, I don't necessarily love his receivers, but he's never had a guy like Diggs. So, and he's still a young player who can absolutely improve. Uh, the accuracy will be the big thing that I want to see in year three. Can he get Diggs the ball? You know, when he gets open. If he doesn't, he's going to be hearing about it. So, as mm-hmm. I think about what this season could look like, I'm worried about cryptic tweets from Stefan Diggs. Like, uh, you know, like around Halloween, we're getting these sent out here with like some emojis going on. But as long as Allen can get Diggs the targets in like his catch zone, I think Diggs is going to be happy. I think he's going to have a nice season. Yeah. Maybe one of my biggest buys right now is Stefan Diggs. I think that. Pretty quickly, Josh Allen is going to see that, A, Stephon Diggs is an unreal route runner, and, B, he is very open. So, for a guy who's not super accurate, it's pretty easy when a guy's, you know, like Mike Evans, one or two or three steps past the defender. Um, I really think Diggs could have an awesome year this year. I think people are saying, oh, Allen runs, you know, Devin Singletary is going to be good. Well, that's fine. The Bills were freaking good last year. Their defense is awesome. Not much has changed. Um, dude, Diggs could really eat up there in Buffalo. Y'all just watch out. People forget Josh Allen has a cannon. I mean, that dude can throw the ball. I think um, if, yep. if you like the Diggs landing spot, go to the owner in your league, offer a second round pick and see if they bite. Yeah. Because if you can get them for a second, that's an absolute steal. Yeah. You're an idiot if you do that. Yeah. 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 If you sell for that price, you are an idiot. So but if you can buy them for that price, go do it. <gasps> yep. Speaking of idiot moves, let's move to uh, wide receiver Robbie Anderson now, a Carolina Panther. Buy, sell, or hold the new wide receiver in Carolina. Joshy? Yeah, I'm selling. Um, I don't like this landing spot at all for Robbie Anderson. Uh, He is um, a field stretcher. That is his greatest asset. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. Everyone that's in the fantasy community knows Bridgewater had the uh, lowest depth of target for the games that he started last year for the Saints. I think it was six yards per pass. So he just doesn't throw deep, which maybe that's going to change. Maybe with the offense that Matt Rule is going to be running and Joe Brady are going to have there in Carolina, Teddy's going to take some more deep shots. I don't think he's incapable of throwing deep. Maybe that's what he was asked to do for the Saints. But just from what I've seen of what Bridgewater likes to do under center and what Robbie Anderson's skill set is, this is a total mismatch. And um, team wide receivers switching teams just tend not to do very well in their first year. So with that kind of history plus the situation kind of being a mismatch, I'm not interested in Robbie at all. Yeah. Not only that, he also has to compete with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuels and Christian McCaffrey uh, and Ian Thomas. 
I mean, that's that's a there's a lot of talent there. Um, I do on paper. That's a that's a that's a really fun offense, and I've really come around on Teddy uh, as far as fantasy goes. I think he'll be a, I mean, fantastic number two quarterback for for people this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. I was really I was pretty bummed out when Robbie Anderson signed with uh with Carolina. Um I actually took him in a few few of those startups we did. That was before free agency. And uh yeah, I didn't draft any more Robbie Anderson in the startups after free agency. Yeah, you thought maybe maybe he lands with a team like the Packers, you know, with yeah. with a guy or like even the Jets. Yeah, yeah I was the fine Jets. with him staying with the Jets. Agreed. I mean, that I was cool with that. Yeah. yeah, Bobby, what are you doing right now? Yeah, I, I think going back to what you said, Josh, I think that Teddy's um, role he played last year was just check it down. You've got Alvin Kamara. You've got Jared Cook. Michael Thomas is going to be pretty close somewhere. Um, I think they'll probably stretch the field a little bit more with Teddy in Carolina because of those receivers. I think it is possible that – um, one of those receivers is gone in the DJ, uh, DJ Moore, uh, um, uh, help me out here. Samuel, Curtis Curtis Samuel, Samuel could possibly move on. Um, yeah. which in that case, maybe you would want Robbie, but yeah, uh, compete with Christian McCaffrey is not, not great. I mean, that um, team's number one receiver is Christian McCaffrey. Oh, for sure. For sure. So yeah, probably hold Robbie. I mean, if somebody comes, I mean, obviously selling, but yeah, so let's get to the uh, only tight end here in this uh, buy sell hold of the temperature check from last time. Uh, OJ Howard, uh, the tight end for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now paired with a tight end loving Tom Brady. Um, he is signed only through 2020, so I guess this is the last year of his rookie contract. So, Joshi, buy sell or hold the one hand catching. Tampa Bay Devil Ray OJ Howard. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with Howard, man. I think super talented guy, just for whatever le- reason, has landed in like the Bermuda Triangle down there in Tampa Bay. And I saw a tweet, I think it was yesterday or, or today, from Michael Lombardi saying that uh, the Bucks are shopping OJ Howard. So I just don't think they like Howard. I think Arians, for whatever reason, is just hell bent that Howard is never going to see the field. And I heard this stat, and it was kind of crazy. I think it was on the, the the Ballers. They said over the past like five or six years, Cameron Brait is fourth in touchdowns at the tight end position. So Cameron Brait, pretty good tight end for both NFL and fantasy purposes. So they've got a tight end there. Um, and H- Howard just is not that guy. So no, I don't want anything to do with Howard. We're going to talk a little break coming up, Josh. Don't, don't let it all out. Addy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably going to hold Howard just because if he does end up staying there in Tampa Bay, that's just, that could be so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I mean, where could he go anywhere that would increase his value? You think? Um, New England, maybe New England. Yeah, yeah New England. That's what I was just thinking. Weirdly enough, but who's throwing him the ball? Oh, uh, uh, Brian Boone. Hoyer. Okay, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> yeah, I think OJ's a hold right now, just because there's so much unknown in front of him. Um, and we'll talk about Cameron right here in a little while, but. Let's get to the IDP. So defensive tackle Eric Armstead re-signed by the 49ers. 
Uh, DeForest Buckner now to the Indianapolis Colts. So buy, sell, hold Eric Armstead. I'm going to start. I'm going to sell Eric Armstead. Um, I think he had a really good year last year. I think that that was coupled a lot with um, a lot of the other uh, defensive linemen like DeForest Buckner, who probably helped Eric Armstead get to the quarterback a little bit easier. Um, uh, sometimes when you see other guys go in free agency, that's not always a great thing for the guy who stays. Um, it means they probably have a little bit more double teams. And, you know, Eric Armstead to me is not Aaron Donald. So um, he was a great player last year. You know, if he is relatively cheap, he's fine to keep around. I think he's a great defensive tackle, especially when you have a defensive tackle specific league. But uh, somebody comes and wants to pay you for his 2019 price, ship that boy off. Yes, 100% agree. Um, yeah. Eric Armstead, you owe a lot to DeForest Buckner. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Armstead is really good, but uh, man, DeForest Buckner, yeah, he's number two right after Donald, in my opinion, as far as interior linemen go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it'll it'll hurt him a lot, at, you know, with uh, with the DeForest leaving town. We saw it with you know, um, we saw it with uh, who was it that L.A. had Sue, the, Sue, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't nearly as good after having Donald. Um, I think we could probably see the same thing with Fowler maybe this next year. That's a good point, Adam. I think maybe um, DeForest and Donald could maybe flip this year. I think you could maybe see Forrest as your Forrest. DeForest as your um, number one D tackle. Aaron Donald doesn't have any help right now other than Michael Brockers and uh, Leonard Floyd. So yeah, there you go. The guy that the guy that felt his physical exactly. Oh, but. And the, Leonard Floyd, that's a good point. I think he could be sneaky, like a, a nice little sneaky late pick. Uh, just because, again, he, he'll be playing next to Donald. That'll be um, that should that should benefit him. Yeah, there's three guys on Donald. You know, Leonard's got to get past a half a guy. Pretty much. There's three guys yeah. on Donald, and they're all stabbing him uh, <laughs> yeah. because he can't block that many knives. Um, and for me, with especially defensive tackle where it's just so hard to predict the guys that are going to consistently show up at the top of the end of the year rankings for that position. If you're in a D tackle required league, I'm selling guys that are coming off of career high performances, unless their name is Aaron Donald, uh, because I, and I'm going and it because I'm going to grab guys like Ed Oliver, uh, that are on the come up that, maybe started the year slow, dealt with some injuries, but you saw enough of a flash that I'd rather throw the dart with this young guy uh, than and cash out on Armstead because you could probably get a, a nice a nice haul for Armstead right now. So I'm selling Armstead big time. Yeah, and we got some we got some nice uh, defensive tackles coming in now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. two two that stand out to me in this class. So um yeah, I, I Anytime you can sell those guys, they just they don't seem to. It seems dif- more difficult for them to repeat year to year. Exactly, Kenny Clark. Uh, insert reference. Kenny Clark, even DeForest Buckner. You know, the, mm-hmm. the year prior he had a what Unreal. like a 12, 12 or thirteen sack year, and then this mm-hmm. past year definitely took a step down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Um, but he'll probably bounce back like we like we all just mentioned. Yeah. I think uh, Buckner might be a nice buy right now. We won't talk about him. Um, but, yeah, um, Joshy, go get your boy, DeForest. Uh, so let's talk yeah. about a guy who's still, um, I guess he's franchise tagged right now. Yeah, Yannick Ngakwe. Um, 
possibility of maybe seeing him moved in the draft or maybe post-draft. Um, I think there's a high probability of that. But are y'all buying, selling, or holding Yannick right now? I'm going to hold him just until I figure out where he's playing. I'm going to buy him right now. I think you can buy him cheap. I think Yannick's a great player. I don't think it's going to cost you a whole lot. Um, I think Yannick would be a perfect person to go and grab while there's still some some ambiguity there. Yeah. Yannick's uh, – or no, unique. Is that what we're supposed to call him? Unique. Sorry. Yeah, Unix. I mean, he's been a career buy. Honestly, we should you should be buying this. You should have been buying this guy every single year. Um, he just continues to you know outperform his his ADP, and um, now his ADP has finally I think caught up to to the talent. But um, yeah, he's still you know a low end defensive defensive end one. Yeah, agreed. Let's get into these linebackers. Uh, let's go first, Leighton Vander Esch. Um, Dallas Cowboys linebacker got a little bit of a lingering neck issue. Um, buy, sell, or hold LBE? Sell. Um, find the Cowboys fan in your league and uh, sell them. Yes. That's a, that's a big three. Big three big, th- thumbs up. Big three thumbs up. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Find the Cowboys fan, sell LBE, um, and uh, laugh all the way to the bank. Real quick, buy, sell, hold Jalen Smith. Uh, buy, but I, well, I don't know. He's he's probably going to be too expensive. I'm probably not buying. I'm probably not going to buy him. There's not a lot of linebackers I'm going to buy just because yeah. if you're buying them, you like their situation. Their current owner probably does too, and this is a position that you can find guys. Um, you can find guys in the rookie drafts. You can find guys in free agency like AJ Johnson uh, that can give you some good upside week to week. So there's, like I said, there's very few guys that I'm probably going to be looking to acquire. It might not yeah. be. So, it might not be so ridiculous to see the Cowboys take a linebacker. Probably not in the first round. No, it's Kenneth Murray, yeah. just like you said in your uh, your mock draft, Bobby. If they do, there's great <laughs> concern there for LVE, and you should probably before. That pick really, you know, gets to be around for five minutes on Twitter. You should probably make offers as fast as you can. A, a recent mock, I don't know why I'm just thinking of this, but and I wanted to get your all's opinion. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, I think, did a mock not too long ago, and they had Dallas taking Justin Jefferson in the first round, um, which I thought was kind of bizarre. Um, you got Blake Jarwin. You've got Gallup. You've got Cooper. I think Dak's going to get paid here soon. I don't really know if they need Justin Jefferson right now, but that would definitely be fun if uh, if you were Dak. Yeah, um, but I mean, there's a team that's pretty close to being built. You know, they have a great offensive line. They've mm-hmm. uh, pretty pretty solid defense. They could definitely add there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they they're at a point where maybe they can just add little luxury pieces now. Yeah, you know, and just get little little pieces like that that are, that could put the offense over the top. It's mm-hmm. a good point. And they have Tony Pollard, maybe one of my favorite yes. backups in the league. I mean, yeah, you free, yeah, we didn't even mention Zeke and Tony Pollard. <laughs> yeah, goodness gracious. All right, let's keep it on the IDP side. Sorry, I chased that rabbit for a second. Adam's boy, Deion Jones, Devondre Campbell now gone to Arizona, who we'll talk about later. We buying, selling, holding, Deion. I'll go of first course. just because I know Addy, yeah, is oh, going okay, to give the <laughs> give the spiel. Buy Deion Jones. This is when I said there's a few guys that I'd be buying. I'm buying Deion Jones. 
Yes, definitely buy because, you know, in the leagues we're in, no one's going to be selling them to us. Mm -hmm. Um, We've already tried that. You don't get anywhere. Um, But, you know, in in your leagues where you don't have, you know, a bunch of freaks, um, yes, you should be you should be seeking him out because he may you may still be get be able to get him at a discount. The time was before Deion, uh, Devondre Campbell left town, mm-hmm. but I think you could still probably get him for like a, a late first or something, and I think he's going to be worth that. Yeah, I agree. Um, the other thing Adam mentions a lot, but. If you've got a dummy who owns him, you know, Dion's probably on the second page of your linebacking stats from 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's kind of one of those things like John Johnson, like we've talked about. Somebody doesn't really know what they're doing. Uh, it's like, Dion, hey, he didn't do too good last year. I'll go ahead and sell him. But, yeah, bye, Dion. That's, that's yeah. pretty simple. The Maybe the move to make is right before the draft, you, you throw out like a 204, 205, mm-hmm. you know, something, uh, just one of them. Just mm-hmm. throw out that just a single, you know, mid second round pick to the Deion Jones owner, and maybe they bite on that. And that I I love that. Oh, for and, sure. And when you send it along, send along. Did you see like this this uh, latest rookie ADP data where they they have mm-hmm. X player going and like pick out their like a player that would really help their roster. Like if they need a running back or something, just say, did you see here at two Oh four where, uh, you know, CHE was going at, yeah, Yeah. at this spot, like whatever, whatever their need is, just send along that rookie ADP dad and look like, look at who's available here. Just, hey Josh, uh, you think you're going to get Ceh in the second round, don't you? That is never going to happen. Yeah, probably not. He's going up to one Oh eight, Josh. Shit, maybe earlier than that, dude. Because he's going to be a ram. Oh, Sigmund Bloom. Uh, Shout out Sig, man. He has CEH as his number one running back. Dang. Mm. That's, that's, uh, I haven't heard a lot of people with that take. And actually, I think uh, our boy Sean of the IDP guys, he does, you know, he does rookie rankings. I'm pretty sure he said he has CEH as well. Wow. Number one. So, yeah, that drum is getting beat right now, boys. It's a good we'll year. See. Sorry, Josh. Gonna have well, to move up in the draft. Well, I think there'll be a running back there. Uh, nope. We'll no see running if back. it's you know Benjamin's gone. Hey, I'll now take one I of those. That. I'll take one of those juicy IDP guys there at uh, two oh six. That's fine. They're gone too, Josh. They're all there's, gone. There's, there's no. There's no one left. All the we players expo- have been taken. We expanded the first of twenty picks now. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about uh, my. Old man crush, Corey Littleton, the new Las Vegas, <laughs> Las Vegas Raider linebacker. Uh, really stupidly moved by Les Snead and uh, and Sean McVay. So, uh, Josh, buy, sell, hold. No, no. I want to hear your take first, Bobby. Uh, buy Corey Littleton. Um, we'll talk about a guy here in a minute. Um, that's the other side of the linebacking core there for the Raiders, I believe. But, yeah, I think Corey's fine. Um, I think he's going to be a top 10 linebacker. He never leaves the field. He's good in coverage. He's definitely a little bit boom bust. He definitely has some games where he'll have an interception, fumble recovery. He'll have some more tackles in some games than others. A lot of times he'll cover a lot of backs um, when they come out of the backfield and stuff. So, you know, unless they're passing at them, he's not really, you know, racking up stats and stuff. But I like Corey. I think he's decent. Um Against the run, I think he's great in uh, in coverage. So, if you can buy him for a decent amount, you should probably buy him. 
Um, I don't think you see that much of a drop from uh, the Los Angeles Rams to the Raiders. Yeah, I agree. I'm not worried too much about the transition to Vegas. If I can get him for the right price, I would be interested. I, I don't know. I don't know how the IDP community... I think if I had to say a general direction, I feel like they're a little down on Corey. I think there's a lot of IDP analysts who are never in fully on Corey Littleton. And, uh, you know, people get stuck on this narrative of, well, if the team was willing to let him go, they must not have valued him that highly, so he must not be that good. And so... Yeah, I don't, but I think overall, I feel like just the temperature check, people are down on Corey right now. So maybe you can swoop in and get him for a nice price. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I've been compiling some uh, some data recently, fellas. Uh, you know, I've done four of these insane startups, so I'm going to start tracking the uh, ADP of all these guys. So I should have some some uh, actual, you know, maybe relevant info, so I can I, I can. Show who's going. What what are the top twenty five linebackers as far as ADP goes? Nice. Look at you, Addy, just out there doing Coming. the Lord's work. Absolutely. Uh, only the best for our listeners, Joshy Washy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> only the best. Oh, and and uh, maybe if um, whenever we had the listener league this year, well, I think we're gonna have a couple. Maybe we could send mm-hmm. the winner of the listener league uh, one of your hats, Addy. Let's not do that, Joshy Washy. This is one of those Mountain Dew flat bills, the yeah. Bajaw Blast one. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those hats yeah. were so I dope. Need, uh, that, I haven't got that in. Now that you say that, <laughs> the hell? It was a un, it was a, not a um, necessary item right now. You know, not yeah. not life saving. So I, <laughs> I can't believe the uh, the guy selling the Bajaw Blast hat. Uh, I can't believe he wasn't very reliable. <laughs> Yeah, no, he this guy that's selling the ba, the Baja Blast hat immediately went and bought up all the toilet paper and has been selling it for $50 a pack on eBay. Mm, smart. Yes. Pretty smart. What about these last two guys? Linebacker Drew Tranquil. I think Adam's a little bit high on him for this year. Uh, buy, sell, hold, Drew, Adam. Well, um, I was high on him before they brought in old Nick Vigil. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who they brought in, right? It was one of the vigil vigil boys. I'm pretty sure it was Nick. There's mm-hmm. another. Um, there's another vigil boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere floating around. Somewhere out there. Uh, he's for, is vigils for the Nick. Chargers. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was who they, that was who came in. Uh, I mean, yeah, I still like I still like Tranquil the most out of that group. But you know, Chargers are just going to be a team that I avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please don't draft Isaiah Simmons. That would be terrible. Don't do that. I don't want to see him waste his life there. Um, sell Drew Tranquil, I think, right now, because I think they probably will draft another linebacker. Um, your boy, who is like 45, um, who went to the Redskins. Thomas Davis. There you go. He's gone. Uh, Kazir White doesn't play. Jatavis um, Brown, gone. There you go. I mean, yeah. Tranquil's going to have an opportunity. A lot of people are really high on Tranquil right now, and I think you're right. He will have the opportunity, but I do think they probably will use some draft capital to try to help him out a little bit there too. So, yeah. Great take, Bobby. Anytime. What is it Adam was trying to call him last time, the Tranquilizer? I mean, that's good. Oh, yeah. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. like that Th- one. That works. Right. What about this last one before we get to the new guys? So, defensive back Justin Simmons. Uh, franchise tag there by the Broncos. Uh, Simmons was great last year. I'll look it up while we're uh, while we're on here. But buy, sell, or hold Justin Simmons. Yeah, I think 
I'm probably looking to sell just because I think you can get a pretty penny for Simmons right now based on his performance last year. And uh, I'd be willing to go try to find a guy in your startup draft or auction if you're in a league like ours or even a guy off the free agent wire going into 2020 um, who can give you 80% of what Simmons gives you. And then you can take the capital that you get in that trade, go draft someone in the rookie draft if you get rookie picks or maybe you pick up a nice offensive piece. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Simmons fan club is still pretty small. Like, um, I'm not sure what, what anyone would be willing to pay for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's continued to produce every year. Uh, you know, if I can acquire him cheap, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be buying him all day. I mean, I I just, I don't know what, I don't know what you can expect to sell, sell him for, you know, no Mm -hmm. one's going to be giving you a second round pick for him. That's true. That's very true. At that point, I'm just going to hold if I need, if I need a safety. Yeah, that's a good take. I didn't think about that. You know, you also have to think about the person you're dealing with. Has to know what they're getting. And Simmons has been a, you know, a safety one. He was back in safety one last year. I think he was like uh, safety 10 or something. So, yeah, you're right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's get to these new guys. Are we supposed to take a break or like get some? No, no, we're going to keep rolling. Let's do, let's do a little bit of a, uh, a speed round here. Yeah. uh, So we can get through these guys. Um, Baby to feed or something. Yeah. Got a uh, 1130 feeding with old, uh, with old child of mine. So we're going to get through these boys and it's going to be a lot of fun, but I'll let you you lead it then Josh. All right. You roll a little faster than me. All right, so boys, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, buy, sell, hold. Um, buy. I think you can get him pretty cheap. I think people are, you know, they always doubt Teddy. Uh, but that's a great offense around him. It's a great uh, – I, ha- I like the coach they brought in, love the coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buy him. Yeah, no wonder Cam wanted to stay. You know, look at who he had. That's a great setup. Yeah, buy Teddy, especially in a multiple QB league or super flex. Teddy's a great buy low, you know, QB2 right now. Yeah, the wide receiver options, the, you know, Christian McCaffrey should repeat as the RB1 if he stays healthy, just got paid a ton of money, so congrats CMC. But uh, the wide receiver options may be a little more iffy, but Teddy should have a lot of guys to throw to and uh, should have a lot of touchdowns. So, yes, bye Teddy for sure. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, this is an interesting one, and I'll start us off here because um, I'm looking to sell Big Ben uh, just because – I think the offense will be fine. I think the Steelers are going to return uh, the good God, the gap between Big Ben and the guys that they had playing quarterback and Duck Hodges and old helmet punched guy, Mason Rudolph. Uh, (laughs) I can't call him the helmet puncher. He's the helmet punchy, I guess. But um, I'm just worried about Big Ben. Uh, He looks like a long haul trucker right now. So that's a little concerning. Um, I think he may be pushing 300 pounds. And (laughs) 
when it when it goes for quarterbacks <laughs> like it did with Peyton Manning, uh, Brett Favre, when it goes for those guys, it goes really quickly. So I'm just kind of worried that coming off this injury, which was pretty serious, that Big Ben could fall off that cliff this year. So he's a sell. Josh, you trying to say Ben's gaining the corn ten? <laughs> he's about he's gained about the corn fifty. <laughs> yeah, I just recently bought Roethlisberger, and I don't feel great about it. Uh, he won't be my QB one, hopefully, uh, if things go to plan. But man, Juju, Deontay Johnson, James Washington—I don't know who uh, Eric Ebron. Uh, the running back situation there—I think they'll probably draft somebody. You know, what if they draft a guy like a Jonathan Taylor or? Um, you know, Cam Akers or somebody. I don't think Connor's definitely the dude there. But they've got Benny Snell and they also have Jalen Samuels. Um, but yeah, Ben's general health is concerning. I'm if probably he- gonna buy Ben. Um, just because I think he's gonna be cheap. And that's that's uh that's a move I pull a lot. Just buy these aging quarterbacks at the end of their career. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're cheap. He's, he's he wouldn't cost more than like a early fourth, late third. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I agree, Adam. Go buy Ben Roethlisberger. Go buy Matt Ryan. Go buy Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Go buy Tom Brady. Yep. You know, yes. They've been good for a long time. Yeah, this but, is this is a personal preference. I don't – I think that Ben – I'm worried about it. I'm going to look elsewhere. I'm going to look at a guy like a Matt Ryan or a Matthew Staff. Maybe Matthew Stafford. I don't know. Brian Tannehill. Mm-hmm. But um, if you believe in Ben and believe that he – is not going to fall off the cliff this year. He's going to finish as a top 10 quarterback because that's just what he does consistently. So mm-hmm. if you like him to to be healthy this year and actually play at a high level, go buy him. Let's jump to the next one, Josh, and go to the fourth real quick while we're talking about old quarterbacks. All right, so Phillip Rivers in Indy. Uh, I'm not buying Phil because I think he's washed up. Simple as that. That's, hate- um, that's hateful, Josh. Similar thing to Big Ben. I'm, I'm fine buying him. I mean – Rivers is going to be in a dome. He's going to be in a uh, a quarterback friendly offense. He's going to have some decent weapons. I imagine they were going to continue to add to that team. I, I could see, um, I could see them maybe drafting somebody pretty high with one of those second round picks. I think Paris Campbell is going to come back and be much better than he was last year. T. Y. Hilton still has it. Um, Jack, Jack Doyle, Doyle uh, Moali Cox. You know, we 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 love Jack and we love Cox. Um, so, I mean, Naheem Hines, I think he's going to catch a lot of balls. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that he's got that bad of a setup around him. Uh, I'm fine. He's going to be dirt cheap again. Yes. I will take rivers. Yeah, I agree. Check down artists, go by any Indianapolis running back that you can right now. Yeah, so next guy here, Jameis Winston. Bobby, I'll throw this one to you first because I'm curious why you included Jameis, who's not on a team right now, on the buy-sell hold list. Is this the guy you're kind of interested in? Well, he's currently owned by one of the three here, and then one of the other three actually owns Cam Newton, who's currently unemployed. So um, I think by Jameis, you know, look, last year he was a top five QB. Uh, Now, given he did have... Um, you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, but somebody's going to take a stab at Jameis, I feel like. Um, I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be like a Denver. Um, surely probably not a New England, but um, Jameis isn't going to cost anything right now, and the dude throws the ball a ton. You probably don't want him forever as your NFL quarterback, but for especially a redraft league where you have multiple quarterbacks or 
um, a dynasty league where you can buy him for nothing. He's a fine stash. Yeah, he's it's it's weird because I don't think NFL teams like Jameis Winston. I think he's a good quarterback. I'd love to have him in Indianapolis, but I don't think NFL coaches and NFL GMs like Jameis. I think they see him as a turnover machine who's never going to change. But here's the thing. One of these quarterbacks is going to get injured early in the season, and if Jameis Winston has not signed yet, he's going to sign there and be the starter. And he's probably going to be pretty good for fantasy. So that's a guy that I don't mind buying, even though he's not employed right now, because he will be employed at some point in the future. Before Adam talks, he reminds me a ton of Blake Bortles. Was great for fantasy. Now he's a backup quarterback. Uh, and another thing you need to keep in mind with Jameis, and a reason why maybe a lot of these teams aren't, you know, head over heels uh, to get him, is because he has that troubled past and he has a lot of that baggage still. Mm-hmm. That uh, I don't know. It's just it's not. It doesn't leave you feeling good after you do a Jameis Winston Wikipedia search. And so teams are mindful of that. You don't. You know, you don't want to bring in someone that's going to give give uh, give people a reason to try and cancel you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't get canceled. We want to get canceled, but after we make it big. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. on our own terms. That's Please, right. people. Let us tell you when we would like to be canceled and then proceed to cancel us. Yes. Absolutely. So let's move into running backs now. Bobby, we talked earlier about Daryl Henderson. What about Malcolm Brown, the other side of the coin there in L.A.? Are you buy, buying, selling, or holding Malcolm Brown? I'm buying Malcolm Brown. He um, He's the number two right now. Daryl Henderson is the clear uh, third down back. Probably will do some punt and kick return this year, I would say. Um, when Ty Gurley was not on the field last year, it was Malcolm Brown's turn. Um, I think the offensive line is going to be better. I don't think you should expect the world out of Malcolm Brown. I think he'd be a fine um, RB3 flex play. Um, but I think that offense will be better, and I think Brown will be cheap right now. He's a, his name is Malcolm Brown. You know, it's not Alvin Kamara. Like, it's not something interesting. Um, so people kind of think he's meh right now. Go get him while they while they feel that. Yeah, so I was looking at the snap percentages just to see how it shook out last year for Mm -hmm. the running backs there. So um, Todd Gurley was actually up around 70.9% for the season. Uh, Malcolm Brown was down at 20, which you're like, oh my gosh, that's really low. But then you look Mm -hmm. at Daryl Henderson, only 8.3% of snaps. And so, yeah, so they gave Malcolm Brown a ton of snaps. Uh, looks like 222 compared to 93 for Henderson. So mm-hmm. of the two, I'm much more inter- interested in Malcolm Brown because the Rams have shown a propensity to use Brown more often than Henderson, and everyone's hot for Henderson right now. So Brown is going to cost you far less than Hendo is. So yeah, I'd actually be interested in buying Brown right now. More so than Hendo? More no. so than Hendo, just because of the price. Hmm. That's a good point. Hmm. Just because if I'm going to take a dart throw in a backfield that honestly seems very up up for grabs right now to me, I'm going to take the guy that's cheaper. I just think they're going to give Hendo every opportunity, and they're going to be looking. You know, if maybe Malcolm Brown does get the start, uh, you know, when the when the year gets going, but they're going to be looking for every opportunity to to get more Henderson in there. We yeah. shall see. 
Uh, so this is an interesting one here, Bobby, the next guy on our list, because there have been not whispers from uh, this guy's camp or anything necessarily from beat reporters, but Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals finished the end of 2019 on fire for fantasy. I think he was running back. He was inside the top five for fantasy at the end of last season. But now that you're seeing running backs get these big deals, a lot of people on Twitter have come out and said that Mixon should hold out until the Bengals uh, sign him to a multi-year extension. So you do worry a little bit about the Joe Mixon holdout possibility. It seems like Mixon maybe doesn't have as much leverage, obviously, as a guy like CMC, but you talked a little bit about Jameis Winston's spotty background and history off the field. Mixon the same way. I don't feel like he has the same kind of leverage as some of these other guys, and we've seen these holdouts go disastrously wrong with guys like Melvin Gordon. So I'm not too worried about that, but if the owner in your league is worried, they're hearing these holdout whispers, I'm going to go try to grab Mixon if I can, because if he's on the field for 16 games, I don't see a way that he's not a top 12 running back. I think that's a great take, Josh. Um yeah, you're right. Mixon does not have, you know, that leg to stand on like some of these other Le'Veon Bells and stuff have. Le'Veon Bell, when he, you know, held out, I don't remember what he was the year prior to that, but he was awesome pretty much. Um, Mixon's great. You're right. He's kind of like, you know, um, we were just talking about Winston. You do a little bit of search of him and, you know, Mixon stuff comes up that, you know, kind of makes you think, eh, you know, not so great. But, um it would really be stupid probably of Joe Mixon to hold out. Um, that's going to be a fun team this year. You're going to have a good quarterback for the first time in a while. Don't be dumb, man. You're going to be fine this year. They're going to pay you. Just go play. Just shut up and play football. Um, and, you know, if you do believe that he is going to hold out, maybe you want to go out and buy Travion Williams. Or yeah. Gio. Are you interested in Geo at all? He's still there. Nah. I mean, I know that's not exciting, um, but we do like that Bengals offense with Burrow coming in. So I think any yep. running back that would be plugged in in Mixon's spot should have a pretty good shot at producing. That's a good point. I think the Mixon owner needs to go ahead and, and uh, grab his handcuff because that's a pretty that's a pretty necessary handcuff if, if the holdout question mark is already beginning. And even if not, you know, that's whoever gets that running back uh, start you know, or, or playing time, they're going to do well for sure. So next up here, Bobby, I'm sorry. We have to talk about it. It's Todd Gurley. Now of the Atlanta Falcons wearing Dion's old number, uh, which is, uh, is a power move. I like it. So, and I'm, I am going to buy Gurley. You've heard whispers about the Falcons potentially moving up. I think they're at uh, like 16 right now and taking a defensive player. So I don't know. Have you all heard anything about them potentially taking a running back in the draft? No, but I mean, if they have some late round picks, it might make sense because they're, there's a lot of talent late. Um, you know, or or nice, a lot of nice complimentary backs late like that. You know, a lot of nice guys that can catch the ball and stuff. So they could maybe go that route. Um, but yeah, I think Gurley's he's he's a uh, he's he's definitely a buy. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get a ton of opportunity because even if the Falcons do take someone, 
uh, you know, the the other guys, and you're saying, oh, now they got four running backs. I don't I don't know that Brian Hill and Edo Smith make this roster. I think there's a good chance they roll with Gurley, and if they take a rookie or maybe they sign an undrafted free agent guy. Uh, but I I think this is gonna be Gurley's backfield, and I like the uh Falcons offense coming into this year. So um I'm really interested in Gurley. I think I don't think he's gonna cost you a lot just because people are so down on him from how last season went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and maybe I'm I'm buying in redraft. I'm buying for next year. I'm mm-hmm. selling. I'm selling in dynasty. I don't believe in the knee long term. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, by TG. One of the big things too, people aren't thinking about. He's from Atlanta. He went home to play football. You know, for the team he's watched his whole life. Um, you know, look at Dion over there. ATL. Peace up, A Town Down, baby. There you go. But yeah, TG's great. Go buy him forever. Now the question, Bobby, you say that is Todd Gurley worth buying for $41 million? That is the question. Absolutely, Josh. Don't ever ask me that again. Have you finalized that that franchise tag yet on old RSO? That portion of my RSO screen, I, I need to message somebody. It freezes up every time I go to do that. So. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And I, yeah. I, I could, I could fix that for you if you just want to send me your login details. Hey, it is- cut the crap, Bobby. Are you going <laughs> to extend them or not? I look today. If I keep everybody and I use my picks, I'll have forty players. I've got eighty million dollars to sign five players, and that doesn't include Todd Gurley. So if I sign Todd to forty million, I've still got four players to sign with forty million dollars. It's very possible TG's getting forty one. TG's getting forty one million dollars, Addy. That's what Bobby's saying right now. He's there. He's already justifying it in his mind. So yes, that's how much he wants to buy TG. Looking for you a better. new team too. So there's that. You better put your money where your mouth is. You actually have an opportunity to do this. You better do it. Lauren and Sam ask me every day. <laughs> so, As, uh, yeah. Next up he's asked, here. He's asked me if I had any insight on that actually at one point. Who did? I love that. <laughs> Lauren. He's like, do you think, do you think he's going to, re- cause I think he's, you know, wondering if he should extend Amari. He's wondering so. if he should extend Amari, but he's also wondering like, wow, crap. If Bobby doesn't extend him, like he's still got more money than I do going into the draft and needs less players. So yeah, it's true. Little mind games, but it, let's it's run all mind these games. Next few, Joshy. Yeah, we don't have to talk much about this guy because we're going to talk about him in the rookie review portion. So just a simple buy, sell, hold. David Montgomery, right now, buy, sell, hold. Bye. Addy. Yeah, I think so. Bye. I'd say hold. Uh, so Philip Lindsay. This is an interesting one because of the Melvin Gordon signing. I think they brought Gordon in to have a big role. I think it's going to be a little bit of a split backfield. I'm a Philip Lindsay fan, uh, but I just can't buy him right now with Melvin Gordon being there because we have no idea how this backfield is going to shake out. I think by Philip Lindsay, uh, I like the dude. He's scrappy. He has a good demeanor. He's like, look, I don't care who thinks I'm on, you know, what, you know, I'm not the second back right now. He's like, I'm going to go into camp and compete for the starting job. And I think Philip Lindsay is better than Melvin Gordon. So I don't yeah. disagree with you, but uh, they've paid 
a good amount of money for running back to Melvin Gordon. I think he's going to get a ton of opportunity, and it's just hard to see a path to relevance for Philip Lindsay uh, unless Melvin Gordon gets hurt. Yeah, and, but he does get hurt. Melvin Gordon has gotten hurt a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think Philip Lindsay is going to eat into Melvin Gordon probably than than people think, and mm-hmm. he's good. He's he's really good. And that hair, man, is that is hair? Nice. Does it qualify as drip or not so much? Eh, <laughs> not really. It's not. Uh, no, Lindsay doesn't have much going on in the drip department. He's not very. This. He's not very drippy. Let me do this next one. Uh, Joshy, buy, sell, hold, David Janssen. David Janssen. Uh, I mean, I think I'd be a liar if I didn't say buy. Um, my context-specific move that I made, I don't know that there's a lot of owners in that sort of situation where the outlook for acquiring a running back is as grim as it is in our RSO league. Uh, for redraft purposes, yes, go buy David Johnson. I think... Uh, Bill O'Brien's going to give him like 450 carries this year in Houston uh, dynasty. It's kind of like Todd Gurley. I'm not necessarily um, if I'm starting in a dynasty league tomorrow, probably not going to spend a high pick on DJ. Uh, but if I could get one good year from him, man, I'd be really happy about that. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in this, this same boat as you I'll buy him for 2020, but I'm not going to pay up to get him in a dynasty league. Only if I'm a, only if I'm a contender and it costs like a late first, uh, because yeah, they will they will use him a lot. They said this today on the Ballers. Be very careful making trades for D Johnson out of Houston this year. Yeah, not going to be so sure who you're, who you're getting. Oh my gosh, that's true. Yeah, Duke Johnson or David Johnson. Johnny did that in one of the drafts I'm in. He actually <laughs> drafted Duke Johnson thinking it was DJ. Nice. Come yeah. on, Johnny. Oh, well, that's sad. All right, so we're moving to wide receiver now. So with Brandon Cooks gone from Los Angeles, are you boys buying, selling, or holding Robert Woods? Sale. Yeah. Yeah, sale, I think. He's... he's uh. He's getting up there in age, isn't mm-hmm. he? Isn't he about to be like 27, 28? Uh, I mean, I don't know. He, he's going to be pretty good this year. He should be He should be one of the better PPR receivers. Um, 28 but, right uh, now. So, yeah, I don't know, man. He's tough. People people always undervalue him. Uh, it's, tough to, it's tough to sell him. I I think- because, again, I don't know that you'll get what, what he's actually worth, which is – He's worth a lot. He's worth a lot in PPR. I think ben, he's a he's the perfect definition of a hold. Ben's because, gonna love to hear you say that, Addy. Well, you know, it's like Tyler Lockett and and guys like that. I mean, I don't know they they're not the sexy names, but the, but year after year they continue to perform and produce, and and every year it seems like oh we look up and oh they're a top fifteen wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I like guys like that. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to go buy him, but if I got, if I've got him, I'm not selling him because you're not going to get the value for what he's actually worth because everyone's so hot and bothered by Cooper Cup right now and just kind of the, they're going in opposite directions Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are. So, people are down on Robert Woods right now just because they're so high on Cup. Uh so you're not going to get the value in a trade. I'm just holding him. I think he's a perfect hold right now. They need to be paying attention to Tyler Higby, Josh. Higby. I agree. 
Josh Reynolds. I and mean, yeah, I mean, Cooks did just leave. So, I mean, yeah, you would figure Woods is a more important part of the offense. Not that he hasn't been, but I mean, he's just by default should get more targets, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, next wide receiver here. This is an easy one for me. I said it earlier. I'm trying to buy every piece of the Arizona Cardinals offense I can get. So Christian Kirk, uh, yes, I am buying Christian Kirk. He's the number two, obviously, with Nuke there. But I think this is a situation where there's going to be plenty of touchdowns and receptions and yards to go around. So Kirk should have his best year yet, even with Nuke coming in. Yes, people are still people sleep on him. Uh he, he's he's dropping way too far in dynasty drafts right now, um, and even even if he is the number three this year uh, behind Fitz, who cares? Fitz is Fitz is going to be out of there soon, um, and at that point, it's going to be you know Kyler and DeAndre and and um, whoever else they bring in. Mm-hmm. But but Kirk will be you know Kirk will have a lot of chemistry at that point with with Kyler, so I don't think that. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't see Kurt falling off at all with DeAndre coming to town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He may not he may not have those he did have some big blow at games. Those may not be a thing uh as much anymore, but I think we could see him be a lot more consistent week to week. I think the key is gonna be by Kurt now, because when Larry Fitzgerald retires, he's set up with Kyler. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not get the production out of him this year, but 2021, 2022, when he really, you know, hits his stride and people forget too, there's not really a relevant tight end there in Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kirk's a good buy right now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. By the Cardinals. We need to but look at the, his ADP and see where he's going. Oh, oh it's plummeted. Late. It's plummeted since, uh, since DeAndre was brought in. Hmm. It'll um, it'll start to rebound as we get closer to draft time. I think that's like a kind of a knee jerk reaction type of ADP that we're seeing right now. I think it'll rebound as you get closer to you know drafts come July August. Um, this guy, this next guy is also very fascinating to me because I feel like he's one of the most divisive players in fantasy football, and that's Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper. Um, I'll start. Cooper's a guy I don't want on any roster necessarily because if I can keep from it. Now, I think I actually took him in Unreal Tournament, but it, it was just because of where he fell. I was like, well, sure, why not? But I'm going to try my best to avoid Cooper, except in like best ball leagues, because half the year, he's going to be great. The other half of the year, he's going to completely disappear, like zero points, one catch, maybe a few points here or there, which is just insane for how much money the Cowboys just gave him. So as best I can, I'm going to try to avoid Cooper. Yep. He's, uh, yeah, I'm never going to own Cooper probably anywhere. Um, you know, just the fact that he went to Bama, played for the Cowboys, like, good Lord, you, you should, people, people love him. Like, uh. You'll, you'll always be able to find people in a league that think he's worth a ton. And that's just, I don't know. I just, I'm not interested in that. I'm going to buy Amari. Uh, last year, 79 uh, receptions, almost 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, he's only 25 years old. He's going to have more time with Dak. The only reason I'm probably buying him is because you've got so many people that hate him. I don't think he's going to cost like a Julio or an OBJ 
or a digs, you know, somebody like that. I think you'd be able to get it for a little bit cheaper. But um, anyways, yeah, I like Cooper. That's for you, Lauren. Better extend him. Yeah, you're going to extend him, Lauren? You're going to extend him? Sound off in Slack. Let us know. <laughs> so next guy here, Steven Sims Jr. Bobby, you have second year question mark in the dock. What were you thinking as you put this one together? Yeah, I was thinking we probably drafted him last year. Uh, uh, doubt it. He's probably an undrafted guy. Okay. But he was a rookie last year. Yes. So, um, you know, you got a new quarterback, new offensive system there in Washington. Uh, you've got my old boy, Terry McLaurin, who's probably going to lead that wide receiving core there. I think Sims could be a nice little stash. Um, I think he could be a nice little dart throw late in drafts. I don't know what he'll cost. Yeah, I don't think it'll cost a lot. I don't think a lot of people know who he is. So I think you can acquire Sims pretty cheap. And yeah, he's a great little dart throw to have late in your draft. I love Sims if you uh, if if your league awards for return yardage. He is a baller mm-hmm. if uh, if that's the case. Yeah. All right, so next up here is uh, Brashad Perryman, who had a nice little breakout season with the Bucks down the stretch when Mike Evans went down last year. Now lands in uh, with the New York Jets, who just lost Robbie Anderson. So I think Perryman, man, I don't necessarily buy the breakout. I think he had a great opportunity there with Mike Evans going down. Uh, we know J-Mo was just going bombs away there in Tampa last year. But I do think he is in a situation where who else is there to throw to in New York right now? So I'm interested just from the standpoint of I think he's going to have opportunity. I agree 100%, Joshy. I love that take. You can say it again if you want. Yeah. um, Yeah, I like Perriman this year. But it's going to be hard for me to go out and buy or pay a lot for him just because I don't trust that he's going to continue to do it or, or especially continue to stay healthy. Because that's always been the issue with him. Mm-hmm. But someone has to catch the ball for the Jets. Yes, true. He's in a great spot. I mean, I, I like him next year probably better than I like Robbie Anderson. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I like that. Man, I take that's... Perryman over Anderson. Yeah. So you guys are going Perryman over over Anderson. Yeah, I think so. 100% I think so too. Situationally. Yeah, because I think in like redraft leagues, I'd say Perriman will be much, much later than Robbie. Even though people are kind of down on Robbie, they they know that name and that yeah. game more than Perryman. So mm-hmm. I, I would much rather take yeah. that dart throw on Perryman. I agree. Mm-hmm. So next up here, gentlemen, we have uh, Mr. Cameron Braith, the aforementioned tight end for the now Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so, Bobby, I want to start with you. Buy, sell, hold Cameron Braith. Bye, for sure. You know, you look back at the years. I was looking the other day at the stats of uh, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez when they played together with Brady, and it was stupid. Um, I think uh, the stat Adam gave us not too long ago about how many touchdowns Brates had. I don't remember the exact stat, but I know he's very touchdown dependent, but, you know, he could have a very uh, Eric Ebron type year with Brady. Uh, the year that Ebron had like 12 touchdowns or whatever it was with Luck. Uh, I don't think he'll have a ton of yards, but uh, probably buy Bray, sell O.J. Howard. Yeah, I think you could still get Bray pretty cheap. 
And, you know, the the tight end in the Patriots offense, as we know, historically, Brates no Gronkowski. He's not even, you know, a Hernandez level player, but mm-hmm. uh, he's been, you know, kind of like unsexy, but pretty, pretty steady in over the past few years. So I think he could be a nice little low end tight end one. Mm-hmm. Yep. You guys remember uh, those the uh, old team names like Make Cameron Braid again? <laughs> Back when you know Donald Trump as the president was kind of a novel idea. Yeah, I remember those more innocent days very well, Addy. <laughs> well, we may be getting those back, so that's that's something cool, you know. <sighs> Make Cameron uh, Braid again. Yeah, save it, save it for the politics podcast, Addy. Coming this summer. Absolutely. That's so, cancel time. Time is, to get canceled. That is cancel time, 100%. So we have one more tight end before we're going to get into a really juicy trade here that Addy made today. But let's talk about Austin Hooper. Goes from the Falcons to the Browns. Are you guys buying, selling, or holding Austin Hooper now in Cleveland? Cleveland. Sell. Selling. Sell, yeah. Hard to imagine him being uh, much better than he was last year. And if, if if they don't trade in Joku, that's just a mess there. Yeah. 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 I've said it a lot this offseason. Go grab some of these young tight ends. Sell Hooper off the back of even though he got hurt last year, I mean he was so dominant there at the beginning of the season. That's probably still fresh in people's minds. We tend to remember the beginning and the end of a thing. So I think there's a lot of people who still remember Hooper as being a dominant force in Atlanta mm-hmm. and are now really excited. This is this is the year Cleveland makes the leap. Yeah, go sell because I think you can get a lot for Hooper right now. Mm-hmm. So, Addy, let's talk about it. Your boy, Baby Goddard, was <laughs> traded away today. Uh, take us through the trade. Why was Goddard? You've had you had four tight ends coming into this offseason. You traded away in Thomas earlier. You now traded away Dallas Goddard. So, why was he the guy that was uh, on the trade block for you? He was the least drippiest of the three. <laughs> it's true. That it- he does but, not. Uh, he does not have a lot of drip. He is a big time nerd. We've talked about his performance on All or Nothing with the Eagles. Uh, he's he seems like a pretty good bro, but I, I do worry that. about him having his nose in the playbook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, need him to need him to be a little more serious minded. Uh, so that when that factored into this, Josh. But um, no, I mean, you know, I lo- I love Dallas Goddard, but but honestly, I'm ate up with him pretty much like in every dynasty league I'm in. So it's one of those deals where it's like, well, I can part with him. Um, I didn't have uh, the highest pick in this draft. Uh, I had was two twelve. So um, I guess we should break down the trade. So I traded Dallas Goddard and three oh seven for the two oh two. Mm. That's I like nasty. It. Especially because you have two other tight ends you really like in Evan Ingram and Irv Smith. Uh, right. You know, those are two young guys that when I'm talking about get young tight ends, those are two guys I'm talking about. Um, and you just moved up to a really primo spot in the draft where there should be, you know, some nice offensive talent still available that early in the second. So to upgrade from Dallas Goddard to potentially one of these nice wide receivers or running backs or the top IDP option available. I like that. That's pretty nice. Ceh, ceh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Is it chee or ceh? I should know this. Josh. Ceh. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, we've we've seen that these early seconds can sometimes be very uh, fruitful, and uh, so that's what we're that's what I'm hoping that happens here because there are some nice IDPs uh, IDP guys in this draft. So you know, you imagine some of that offensive talent could slide. Um, so I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Liked it when you stayed your hind end in the uh, third round and didn't mingle around my picks. Try I don't hey. like it. Yeah. I'm here. Bobby doesn't like you encroaching on his territory right now. He's starting to like break out into a cold sweat with all these mocks he's done. I got, yeah. you, I got your book ended with a 201 and 203, and I don't feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's somehow going to snipe Bobby going both ways. Yeah. It's yep. all sorts of mind games going to be happening. So yeah, had to get in there and mix it up a little bit, Bobby. <laughs> I do love Dallas Goddard, though. I think he's a big time buy this offseason. I think people are still looking at uh, Zach Ertz as the guy there, and he might be this year. But Dallas Goddard's time is coming, and uh, I love his upside when that time comes. Maybe as soon as this year, we'll see. Yeah, that's a team that maybe we could see Ertz get traded at some point if they have other needs. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Goddard is going to be such a beast. That's what's that's what sucks. I know at some point once Goddard gets his opportunity, I mean, he's going to he's going to be like Kelsey esque. you know, it's just is he ever going to get the opportunity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he will at some point. I think Ertz Ertz's time is not going to last forever there. They drafted Goddard for a reason. I think if they're going to move one of those guys, I do think it's going to be Ertz and they're going to let Goddard eat there at some point, hopefully this year, but I would think next year if it's not 2020. So um, we talked about Austin Hooper leaving Atlanta. Hayden Hurst comes over from Baltimore in a trade. So Hayden Hurst in Atlanta all by his lonesome buy, sell, hold Hayden Hurst, fellas. I'm buying. I'll buy Hayden Hurst. I, I love a lot of these tight end moves. Um, and yeah, Hayden Hurst definitely at the top of that list. Um, I think he'll pick up, you know, pretty much where Hooper left off. Mm. Um, no more Sanu. Uh, I mean, he'll be like the third option, you know, behind Julio and Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love Hayden Hurst. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a nice late value this year. It's too late to buy Hurst, but still go buy him anyways. Um, he's going to be worth it. You're going to look up and you're going to be like, man, a guy coming out of a pretty prolific tight end system that's produced you know, some really good guys over the years. Um, you're right. I think Julio still is great. Um, I think Ridley's awesome as well. I think Gurley's going to have a fine year, but Hurst is going to be good in that offense. I think uh, I asked about him a couple weeks ago before I made the trade for Andrews, and I think the guy wanted a second. And I can't I – mean, it sounds like a lot now, but at the end of the year you might be like, dang, that was a bargain. That's not a lot. I mean, yeah, I'm fine paying that price. Because mm-hmm. I think you're right, Bobby. I think Hurst – his value has definitely gone up now that he's the guy in Atlanta, but I think he's still undervalued for where his actual value is and where he could finish in fantasy this year because people are all hot and bothered by, you know, these other moves that we've seen, you know, Austin Hooper still in the eyes of the fantasy football public is way more valuable than Hayden Hurst. And I think I'd rather have Hayden Hurst in a vacuum, just looking at the two side by side, 
Mm-hmm. So it, it's still a good time to buy Hurst because a lot of other tight ends have gained a lot of steam, whereas Hayden Hurst has gained a little bit, but he's mm-hmm. still down there in the pecking order for tight ends, and I think he could finish much higher than where he's at right now. People, listen to the Big 3 IDP podcast. If if you're going out and buying Austin Hooper right now, you're not a great fantasy football player. You've got to be able to see the future, you know? you got to be able to forecast this kind of stuff. See the waves that are coming, you know? There's going to be some little ones that look appetizing. There's that big one back there in the back. That's the one you want to be on, you know? Get on that wave, big3idp.com. I love that. That was some great, like, surfer analogy right there. Oh, yeah. In, in landlocked Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, so hey, we got a lake. We got a lake. We got there a lot of lakes. That's right. That's right. If you like Big 3 IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and, I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you, idpguys.org. All right, if there's one thing that you know about the Big Three IDP podcast, it's that Adam likes to sneak secret moans into every episode. If there's a second thing that you know about the Big 3 IDP podcast, it's that we love reality sports online. It is the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. If you've ever wanted to be a GM, this is the fantasy platform to do it. But the question is, have you tried it? If not, it's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Free agency? Multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Take a deep breath, Adam. It's okay. (sighs) Think it sounds complicated? It's not! The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Prove it! Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agent auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code BIG3IDP to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. So, guys, with these IDP players, we're going to buzz through these so we don't go three hours with this pod because we will be canceled if my wife has to feed this baby here in 24 minutes. So uh, we're going to buzz through these and just buy, sell, hold. I will make the caveat that you get to pick one player off this list that you can monologue about. So think about who you might want to pick if you want to pick anybody, but we're going to buzz through these Real quick, rapid-fire style, starting with the player that still has not found a team yet, which is insane to me, Jadeveon Clowney. I am buying Clowney. Uh, Sell. All right, Dante Fowler. I am selling Dante Fowler. Bye. 
I'm probably going to buy as well. All right, Addy, I'm really interested in this one for you. Everson Griffin, buy, sell, hold. Buying as well. Because he's going to be cheap. He'll be cheap. Yep, I agree. Buy Griffin. Yeah, still not signed, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Neither is Clowney. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So buy Everson Griffin. I think with Clowney, with me, it was just the uncertainty. And the same thing with Griffin. So uh, Jordan Phillips, now the defensive tackle in Arizona. Buy, sell, hold. Sell. Yeah, probably sell. It looks appealing, but sell. Sell. Not going to be like that's a career year for as far as sacks go. That's not going to be a, that's probably not going to be repeated. Mm-hmm. All right, so DeForest Buckner, the $20 million man in Indy, he is a big-time buy for me right now. Yes, buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Indy D-line is not that much of a step down from the San Francisco line. Uh, some good help there. DeForest going to be good. Bye. All right, so linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski of the Las Vegas Raiders. I am probably going to hold right now. Not going to buy, not going to sell, going to hold. I'm probably going to actually buy Nick. I think that people are thinking that he may be hurt more than he actually will be with um, with Littleton coming in. I could still see him being a very solid linebacker three, and that's not going to—he's not going to cost much. Yeah, Devin White, Levante David type style there. Both of those guys are going to be fine. All right, so Joe Schobert, now the man in the middle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is a big time sell for me. <sighs> He might be a buy for me. Um, you know, don't like Miles Jack. I hope Jacksonville doesn't grab a linebacker in the draft and then Schobert's value will I mean they probably will. Um, but Schobert could be the messy guy that just racks up a bunch of the tackles. Yeah, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna rack up a lot of stats uh and tackles for sure. Um, I think last year he was helped with the big play stats, so that may not be a thing, but he's going to get 140, 150 tackles probably. So, yeah, and he probably won't cost that much. He's not going to cost as much as a top-tier linebacker. So, yeah. I mean. But he yeah. was the LB2 last year. So I, I think I think the IDP community sees him as a top-tier linebacker, though. So I think the price is going to be pretty high if you want to try to go buy him right now. The dopes do. The dopes do. His name's Joe. Yeah. So what about this next guy? Very similar kind of profile here. Maybe not the best NFL linebacker, but always an IDP contributor. And now in a new place, this is Blake Martinez with the New York Giants. He was the LB7 in 2019 in our RSO League. Buy, sell, hold Blake Martinez. Bye. If you didn't understand why, you should go back to our last episode and listen to uh, Mike Wollert's take on Blake Martinez, which was awesome in our mic'd up section. Yep. Just a, just a premier landing spot. And the fact that they paid him, let you know that he's, he's, he's got uh, job security. Mm-hmm. He does, but I'm still for the same reason I was selling Joe Schobert. I'm going to sell Blake Martinez. I think you get a lot for him right now because That's there true. are guys out there that love the name. So um, let's look. Let's look at the uh, as Joey the Tooth uh, christened him, Devondre Campbell. The what was he? The tackle vampire or the the fantasy vampire? The fantasy vampire. Yeah. So Devondre Campbell left Atlanta now in Arizona. Uh, What are you all doing with Mister Campbell down there for the Cardinals? 
I'm definitely not buying him. I mean, I'll probably just hold him. Or no, I'll probably sell him. I'll probably sell him hoping, you know, uh, hoping people look at the, the stats from last year. Um, they'll see career highs. Yeah, I'm selling him because uh, Jordan Hicks is still going to be the main guy there. But this is a great time to sell Hicks, too, because yeah. we saw what Campbell did to Deion Jones, and he's going to do the same thing to Hicks. So this is, sadly, it looks like a great situation on paper, but for fantasy purposes, probably best to sell both these guys right now. And all, Adam? In all the drafts I've been doing, I've, I've noticed that, I mean, people are, are still, like, um, letting Hicks fall. Like, he's still going about linebacker 12, linebacker 13. So, I mean, people... I think I think you know. Obviously, this is a lot of sharks. You know, we got to keep that in mind when I'm talking about these drafts. You're talking about high level sharks, so I think people are fading him. You know, correctly. Yeah, sell Campbell, sell Hicks, sell Chandler Jones. He's getting up there in years. There you go. Sell Buddha. Sell everyone. Don't buy. Just sell. All sells. All right. What did you say, Bobby? I said, uh, sell um, anybody that's on the Arizona defensive line. Okay. Well, I thought he said. I thought he said Buddha, Adam. I don't know. That's Maybe what I, I thought too. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I yeah. thought we we're gonna have to cancel Bobby there for a second. Cut the tape back on again. Yeah, I think I will. I certainly will. As soon as it's made available, I will go back and, and cut that tape on. Bobby, I will cut that for you just so Adam doesn't murder you in your sleep. Leave uh, it as is. You left that other bullshit in. Familiar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, that was hilarious. I listened to that like three times in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, was was cracking up. So let's talk about a guy who is currently – there's some free agents on this list, and we've got another one here. The safety two from 2019, surprisingly released by the Carolina Panthers, Eric Reed. You guys buying, selling, or holding, Mister Reed? Um, you're. I mean, maybe buying. I think he's going to get picked up, um, and he'll be a he'll be a total bargain when he does because he'll just, he'll he'll get a lot of tackles. Um, but he's basically free now. I mean, yeah. he's he is just. I think he got drafted like in the. 38th, 39th round in, in the most recent startup I did. And that's out of 52 rounds. So this was the, the safety one or two last year. Um, yeah, it's insane. I think it's just people are worried and it's it sucks, but it's just the reality of a bunch of old white guys being the owners of NFL teams. I do worry about Eric Reed being picked up. So if you're going to go buy him, and I think you should, don't pay a lot for him because there is a chance just because of the politics of the NFL that Eric Reed does not see the field this year. I saw where Justin's trying to get old Bob to uh, have the Reed brothers down there in Houston. Yeah, I saw that. That may be like the only option to go to his brother's place, have someone vouch for him. Yeah. Um, like, listen, he's not going to kneel. I promise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, yeah, that's the coach you do not want to be making that pitch to right now or, or yeah. pissing off because he'll ship you out the door for a, you know, uh, a loaf of bread. I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, old Matt Rule let him go. I had heard that he was a big fan of the, uh, the military in America and, and maybe, uh, maybe the right. Hey, he's a big culture guy, so he's not going to come in and let anybody be rocking the boat. So, uh, yeah, that's I think that we haven't seen the last of the exodus from Carolina. I think there's going to be some more guys being, uh, you know, shipped out the door here. 
So a couple more defensive backs. We've got Von Bell, uh, the safety seven last year. Now with the Bengals, uh, I am buying Von Bell. What about you all? Uh, I'm probably selling Von Bell. Um, I'm still a believer in Jesse Bates. Um, from what we've heard, obviously from Mike last week, um, and even looking, it doesn't look like Sean Williams is going to go anywhere. It kind of looks like a muddy situation there. Um, probably sell Vaughn off of the year he had in 2019. Yeah, I agree. I'm selling Vaughn Bell. All right. So the guy who took Vaughn Bell's place, Malcolm Jenkins. Are you guys buying, selling, or holding Malcolm Jenkins? I'm actually going to buy Malcolm Jenkins. He's going to be cheap. He's probably going to be good, and especially after I realized what that contract was. I mean, yeah, I'm buying him. They're going to play him. He's uh, he's always been a guy that is really good at racking up tackles. Yeah, shout out at Dynasty Sneakos, favorite player of all time by Malcolm Jenkins. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I think this is a great time to buy Malcolm Jenkins. The contract says he's going to get plenty of opportunity. And uh, he was the safety 15 last year, so he's still a a dominant force in the IDP landscape. So there you go, fellas. I think that was uh, 47 uh, buy-sell-hold players on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So uh, let us know if you guys agree or disagree on Twitter. We will cut the tape back to see if Bobby actually sell uh, said sell Buda Baker. And uh, if he did, you will see uh, Johnny the Greek standing in for Bobby next week on the pod moving forward. So, uh, Bobby, you had a section in here that I'm really interested in, which is the 2020 rookie pick value. So we're a week out from the draft today. So where do you all see rookie picks? Do you think I had previously thrown out? I think this is the time where rookie picks are the most valuable. Where do you all see them standing right now? And are there any specific spots that you're trying to move into? I say... One quick thing that's been really helpful is um, a couple dudes in the league. We've done this a couple times now. We've done two or three rounds of a rookie mock, just not necessarily uh, for an actual NFL team or, you know, or even like thinking about like if I'm drafting him to Adams team, just basically saying, okay, 101, who are you taking here? 102. So the thing that's been helpful for me is seeing like, okay, Adam just traded up to the 202. You do that in a situation like this, you can see, okay, these are the guys now that I can maybe expect to see in that, you know, 110 to 205 range who might be available. So that will help you have a gauge on maybe what picks you want to be moving. You know, if you don't really like the spot that that 108 is sitting in, if you're not a real big believer on who you think you can get right there, um, if you think you can go get a Kenyon Drake uh, for a 108 or something, you know, kind of along those lines, um, it's a great time to kind of bounce, not necessarily go and ask Adam, hey, who are you taking with the 202? But to do a little bit of background analysis to see, all right, let's see who actually might be available there. Sounds like sure. I got Bobby a little scared about that 202. Bobby's, Bobby's so shook right now. Adam, who are you taking with it? Yeah, you better hope I don't draft me another Debo, baby. Debo. <laughs> yeah, this is a great time because the the point of doing this rookie review series has been to illustrate how hard it is to hit on rookie picks. 
And so if you have um, one of those picks that, um, you know, maybe you think, oh, can I move this guy? Because I really do. I believe rookie picks have never been more valuable than they are from right now up until the draft. This kind of week leading up to it, period, where everyone is starting to get rookie fever. And this sounds kind of silly. But especially now that the draft is going to be the only live sporting event that we're going to have maybe until football resumes in the fall. So this could be the year where even the more casual NFL fans are watching all three days of the NFL draft coverage. So rookie fever is going to be everyone's going to be hot and bothered. So go move these picks right now. Like Bobby, your trade was a great example. Go swap the 108 for Kenyon Drake. Uh, if you've got an eye on somebody, you what? Hello, one hundred eight could be nice, Josh. Didn't you just move him for Kenyon Drake? One hundred nine or one ten. One hundred nine and one ten. Sorry, sorry. Okay, yes, somewhere in the later part of the one uh, of the first round. So, uh, but yes, I think this is a nice time. Uh, there are some because I think the round to be in this year is that second round. I think you're going to have a lot of nice value in that second round, and first round picks are always super valuable. Not going to be any different this year. So if you've got some guys that you're really high on this year, like a Kenyon Drake. I'm fine moving some of those first rounders for guys like that. So that's your rookie draft pick check-in in terms of value, fellas. Let's keep the rookie draft theme going with the 2019 rookie draft review. This is wrapping up the series that we started uh, a few weeks ago. And Bobby, you were kind enough to actually go through and look at these rookie picks for us to see, at least for 2019. This is not labeling these guys hits meh or bust for the rest of their career just what they did in 2019 how are you feeling if you drafted them you were kind enough to rank all these guys for us bobby so why don't you take us through starting with the first round and i will actually pull up the draft board here as uh for us so again for the three of us we will not see the correct teams for everyone else that won't matter they won't care but uh let me get the draft board pulled up for us here Mm-hmm. And uh, if I actually can, I don't know that I actually have that option. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that, Bobo. I'm sorry. Right. Do you have the, Do you have the draft board pulled up? I do, but Josh, we all know that I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you don't know how to read a draft board? Well, I do know how to do that, but uh, as far as sharing it, you know, with, uh, the, with, the, with the viewers. Yeah, I don't know that you're able to with how StreamYard is set up. So I will read the picks for us, and unfortunately, we will not be able to see them. But uh, in the first round, you had Josh Jacobs, Nikhil Harry, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, DK Metcalf, Marquise Brown, Paris Campbell, Daryl Henderson, Nick Bosa, TJ Hawkinson, AJ Brown, and Kyler Murray at the 112. So, Bobby, who did you break down for hits, mass, and bust from that first round? So for hits, we have Jacobs, we have Miles Sanders, we have Decaf Metcalf, Marquise Brown, Nick Bosa, A.J. Brown, and Kyler Murray. For the Mavs, we have Daryl Henderson, T.J. Hawkinson, and Paris Campbell. And then for the Bus, we have David Montgomery at the 104 and Nikhil Harry at the 102. Um, kind of um, draft pick specific there. Nikhil Harry with the 102 has to fall in that bus category. I agree. And I think I would move Paris Campbell down just because there was so much hype. I mean, I almost traded a bunch for him and I think he'll still be valuable, but at least for that rookie year, he just didn't do anything mainly because he was hurt. Yeah. 
So I think that was the only one that I would probably move down. Uh, Markham, would you move any of these guys around? No, right on the money with that. That's a really nice first round. I mean, you're looking at, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys. That's our highest hit rate for the first round thus far. Mm -hmm. And go by Daryl Henderson and Paris Campbell and David Montgomery. And maybe Nikhil Harry. I don't know. Depends on the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. So that was the first round there. Addy, what would you say on Paris Campbell? Was he a man or a bust for you? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously year one was a bust, but I, I still think he's going to be, it's, you can't, it's too early to write the book on these guys that have only played a year and in his place, you know, in his case, he wouldn't even, uh, what do he play like three weeks? Three yeah. weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't put him as a bust. I still, I still like him to rebound. Um, but. And that's what makes you. That's what makes it hard because, you know, this versus the 2016 rookie draft, you know, we got four years of, you know, data to say that, you know, whoever from 2016 was a bust. But, yeah, this is basically just in terms of their 2019 production, not necessarily predicting them for the future. Yep, absolutely. We can't make that kind of judgment yet because we only have one year. Mm -hmm. But for the first year, Paris Campbell, especially for being a first-round pick, was a bust. Mm -hmm. So probably true. Round two, we're looking at Josh Allen, uh, J.J. Arthega, Whiteside, McCole Hardman, Debo Samuel, Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, Noah Fant, Ed Oliver, Damian Harris, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, and Justice Hill. So, Bobby, how'd you break this one down? The hits are pretty easy. Josh Allen, McCole Hardman, Debo Samuel, uh, Deontay Johnson, and Terry McLaurin. Some huge hits right there. Um Maybe even better than the first round, but pretty close. Uh, the Mavs go to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Andy Isabella, Akeem Butler, Noah Fant, Ed Oliver, Damian Harris, and Justice Hill. You could maybe slide Justice Hill, Damian Harris, Noah Fant, Hakeem Butler into the bus category. But with them being second-round picks and it still being the 2019 draft, I think there's still probably a little bit more upside for them than anything. And it was yeah. the second round. I think if you're looking, though, at 2019 production, Isabella, Butler, Harris, and Hill were all busts. Okay. Especially when you contrast that, oh, it's the second round, but then you have guys like Nicole Hardman, Debo Samuel, and Terry McLaurin going in the second round. Guys that, you know, could easily be top, you know, uh, 24, 36 picks this year in redraft. I mean, this, this round was rich with talent and production right out the gate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would I would keep Addy. I know you were the uh, the probably the biggest Arthega fan. Where does he belong in this pile? Um, yeah, I mean, man, still, I mean, I, yeah, I just can't. I know that it's uh, that based on where these guys are drafted. Yeah, I get all that stuff. That you know, second round pick that's valuable. Um, but just too early. I mean. Too early. Some of these guys, it just takes a little bit before they even really get their chance. And uh, it's hard to just call someone a bust when they haven't had the opportunity to really show anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least Arthega Whiteside got on the field, unlike Isabella and Hakeem Butler. That is true. Yeah, I mean, he at least got a, yeah some playing time under his belt. Um, Isabella had that one 
Long-ass play, but then was never able to get on the field. Hakeem uh, Bustler, as the podfather calls him. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, but again, we, we just got to give some of these guys time. Yeah. So the third round here, we are looking at Devin White, Irv Smith Jr., and Devin Bush. Man, that's a nice top three for round three. And then you got Devin Singletary, Jay Sternberger, Miles Boykin, Jermaine Pratt, Benny Snell, Alexander Madison, Brian Burns, Quinnen Williams, and Devine, Devine Ozigbo? Mm-hmm. Devine. Devine. So uh, really nice third round, Bobby. How'd you break this one down? Obviously, Devin White, Irv Smith, Devin Bush, Devin Singletary, and Alexander Madison for me in the hit category. And then the Mads go to Jay Sternberger, Miles Boykin, Jermaine Pratt, Benny Snell, Quinnen Williams, and then Devino Zigbo goes in the bus category. Um, Madison, I think, is great. Um, it's just that you have Dalvin Cook in front of you. Um, that's why he was in the hit category for me. This will move a bunch. I just bought Sternberger. Uh, Boykin's still young. Pratt is still young. Snail has somebody in front of him. Um, so a lot of moving around here probably in the next year or so. I don't know that I would argue with any of these guys, at least from a 2019 standpoint, Bobby. I think you nailed this one. Because mm-hmm. I would. I would have Madison in the hit category. He's great, man. I was pissed when Adam sniped him in the uh, Unreal Tournament. Addy, does Jermaine Pratt deserve to be a hit here? Um. Yeah, he got he got some playing time down the stretch. He actually, if you would have, he's probably on a lot of playoff rosters. Um. And yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna see him take another large step forward in year two. Yeah, I'm tempted to move Quentin Williams down to the bus just because he was he's a bust. He's a bust. Yeah. He, he he at least got on the field, but man, he was so bad. I think he was outside the top like fifty. Dude, defensive tackles had the gun thing too though yeah he's a bust <laughs> he's a bust we're moving him down sorry quinnon all right so fourth round uh let me get this pulled up here to see how the fourth round went we were looking at kelvin Harmon, clellan farrell uh there apparently was not a pick here at the 403 i think this was one guy that was not in the rso system Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was a guy that ended up uh, mattering much. But you have Jalen Hurd, Jonathan Abram, Mike Weber, Weber. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with Weber since it's 1B. Uh, Bobby Okariki, Dwayne Haskins, Rashawn Gary, Darwin Thompson, Travion Williams, and Hunter Renfro at the 412. So, Bobby, take us through it. Yeah, the hits were Hunter Renfro, and that's it. The Mavs go to Clellan Farrell. Jalen Hurd, Jonathan Abram, Bobby Okariki, Dwayne Haskins, Rashawn Gary, Darwin Thompson, Travion Williams. The bus go to Kelvin Harwin, uh, Harmon and Mike Weber. Weber. Um, Hunter Renfro had a great year. Um, the Maz that can move this year for me would be obviously Farrell and Abram. Um, but I think Farrell, especially for where he was drafted in the actual NFL draft, was pretty crappy last year. And then Jonathan Abram uh, tearing whatever he did, um, forget what it was, and only playing that one game. Abram will go up a ton, but for right now, they need to be in the middle. Yep, I agree. Markham, would you move anybody around here? I think that's a pretty nice breakdown. Nope. Love it. Very Hunter nice. Hunter Info, um, great value there. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 412. Uh, it is crazy to me that for as high as Cleland Farrell went in the actual NFL draft that he uh, went in the fourth here. Kind of interesting. When he picked four. Yeah. He was. He was pick number four in the actual NFL draft. So, gentlemen, let's wrap it up here with round number five. And there actually was some nice value here in the fifth round. So we're looking at Jelani Tavai, Ryquel Armstead, Greedy Williams, LJ Collier, Riley Ridley, Chase Winovich, Quadre Allison, Drew Locke, Byron Murphy, Darnell Savage Jr., Bryce Love, and Jeffrey Simmons at the 512. So, Bobby, one more time, break it down for us. Yeah, the hits go to Jelani Tavai, Chase Winovich, and Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, and all the Mads go to everyone else. I would agree. I don't know. Uh, Addy, do you think anyone was just an outright bust from that? group there as far as 2019 performance maybe armstead or allison you have to think about two with them being in the fifth round yeah yeah i mean you can't really expect much once you're at that point mm-hmm. yeah i guess just staying on an actual nfl roster is an accomplishment for these guys yeah preston williams went undrafted that he was he was nice I, did, I forgot to list some of the other guys that went undrafted, but there was a few of them. But Preston Williams stands out as probably one of the better undrafted guys. Mm-hmm. So, gentlemen, while I calculate the hit, man, and bust rate for this draft, let's do uh, the two of you sort of redraft the first round here. Who would be moving up? Uh, Jacobs goes 101. 102 goes Miles Sanders. Yeah. Uh, 103 goes A.J. Brown. Yep. Uh, 104 goes decaf. Yeah, I'm fine or, with that. 105, maybe to Terry McLaurin. I'd go 105, I go Debo. Okay. Yeah, I forget he's there. Um, 106, that's probably McLaurin or Hollywood. Probably McLaurin. Or Kyler. We're forgetting Kyler was at the end of the first. Kyler could be in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Any of those three are really good picks. Josh Allen was a great pick to start the second. Um. Oh yeah. yeah the you it says Bosa or Allen in the first. You think Nick Bosa has to be one o? You know, he's got a. I mean, it'd be hard for me to take Bosa over. Man, him and McLaurin would be hard, and Hollywood. I'd probably take Bosa over Hollywood right now. Yeah, I think so too. That's pretty tough. Uh, then McLaurin as well is kind of hard for me. I'm a big uh, seller of Mecole right now. I know he's talented, but especially for this next year or two, it looks like they're going to try to keep uh, the guy whose hands are terrible and uh, Sammy Watkins as well. Yeah, I've been I've been snatching up a lot of Mecole this all season, but that's also in leagues that have return yardage. So yeah. He's a nice – he's a, he's like a Tyler Lockett. Yeah. In return yards leagues. Like that. Get Deontay too because uh, Big Ben hopefully is going to be back. Yeah, so the percentages here, fellas, we have the lowest percentage of busts with only 18.3%. A lot of that is due to the fact that, like we said, it is hard to separate these guys' potential future from what they did in 2019. Uh, The meh pile was 55% this time, in large part because of the fifth round. Uh, But the hit percentage, I believe this was close to our highest yet, if not the highest. 36.7% of these picks were hits. 
already in just their first year. So not bad for a rookie draft where you're kind of anticipating some of these guys to be long-term value plays to get almost, you know, 36% of these guys contributing in year one. That's pretty nice. You forget uh, Devin Singletary probably needs to be slid into the first somewhere. Maybe yes, like definitely. For sure. Yeah, no doubt. So that is, concludes the rookie draft review we hope you all have found this helpful in terms of just giving a little bit of perspective when it comes to these rookie picks like we talked about everyone has rookie fever right now but it is very hard to nail these rookie picks so um it's just nice i wouldn't go necessarily no rookie picks or all rookie picks it's good to diversify your options there but uh bobby thank you again for uh, doing the recap tonight anytime joshie you nailed it. I'm very proud of you. Mm-hmm. So can we give away one of your hats to the uh, to the winner for the Listener League? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. I'll, I'll get to pick we'll, it we'll pick one that uh, your children aren't particularly fond of since they're wearing your hats now. We don't want to deprive them. I'll send them a cowboy hat. There you go. All right, gentlemen. So Bobby or Addy, I think you called it in our little chat here. This episode was going to go two hours. We have done it. I am six minutes past feeding time. So my wife is standing outside the door, tapping her foot right now. Uh, So I'm going to bop out of here so we don't get canceled prematurely and uh, go feed this baby. So thanks everyone for joining us tonight, fellas. We have a huge, huge week coming up with the NFL draft. Addy, take us through what the plan is for next week. I'm very excited about it. We are going to have one of the brightest minds in the biz, Mr. Joey the Tooth. He is going to join us. He's going to break down at least uh, 15 IDP uh, relevant rookies um, for this 2020 class. So, again, he's one of the best at this. He's uh, we've done we've had the pleasure of doing some drafting with these these guys constantly sniping me. Um, just always, always seems one step ahead. So yeah, honored to have him with us. Cool dude. Uh, I think he'll, uh, he'll fit in just fine with us three. Absolutely. And you should, when we talk about sharks, the guy's got tooth in his name. So he's probably one of the sharkiest. Yeah, it's it's there in his name, guys. That's right. Don't ignore that. And then also, we'll be coming back at you all. It's a double-sewed week because of the NFL Draft. We'll be back with you all either on Friday or Saturday to recap the rounds of the NFL Draft that, it ha- that has happened at that point. And our buddy... Mikey Dubs, Mikey Wollert will be joining us to break down some of his favorite landing spots for the rookies uh, that are on the defensive side of the ball. As we know, Mike does not like offense, so we're going to stick to defense with Mikey Dubs, but look forward to that. So we'll be with you guys Tuesday and either Friday or Saturday. It's going to be fun, guys. We have actual football news to talk about. Uh, Maybe we could have a little virtual hangout and watch the uh, draft together. Cool. Be a lot of fun. We could do a live stream and just break it down over on our YouTube page or something. We did a live draft before, Josh. You don't remember that one? It was uh, pretty bad. We're, we're our worst episode yet, for sure. That's right. Y'all did do that. That's right. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We're excited to come back at you all next week with all sorts of draft coverage. Stay tuned. We are going to be having a lot of fun with Joey and Mike next week. Gentlemen, stay safe. Hope to hug and kiss you guys very soon. Uh, but uh, until then, this is Josh Raymer signing off for Bobby Reynolds and Adam Markham. Y'all take care. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter 
at Big3IDP. 